The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the First and Ten Podcast, brought to you by Blogging the Boys, powered by SB Nation. As always, Tony Catalina alongside Aiden Davis. And uh, Aiden, I just want to be the last one to tell the listeners this, because as we record this, it is Mother's Day, and they will be getting this on Monday. So for all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. If you're listening and tuning in to us on your morning commute, I hope you had a great Mother's Day. I hope, uh, you know... Everyone was good to you. I hope you were good to your mother if you listen to this. So um, happy Mother's Day, Aiden, to you and your family. How was your day? It was good. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to you and yours. I know that it's a we talk about a game played by men, but we also know that this game would not have happened without the mothers that took their kids to practice, without the mothers that supported them along the way. So thank you to moms everywhere for what you did to create the game of football. But we didn't we had a relaxing day man we went out to brunch we opened presents and yeah i just got done driving back from dallas from seeing my mom so it was a good day nice yeah like my so i'd kind of do the the wife side of the family my family um it's always good like i'm a family guy and um i i do enjoy this me and you have been doing a podcast for you know over a year i think about a year and a half now together and because we yep. record on Sundays, we we get most of the holidays. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm ending most of my holidays, like meeting up with you and kind of just chopping it up in the pre-show, like how was your day and stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. I love the fact that, you know, most holidays were either the first or the last person to kind of say happy Mother's Day or happy, you know, Fourth of July, whatever the case may be. So um, I, I really enjoy this. And um You know, we'll get into it deeply or a little bit more, but um, to pivot into the Cowboys a little bit, what was your brief initial thoughts on this schedule? Anything that kind of stood out to you? Because we're really going to hammer into it, but I wanted to know what your initial thoughts were. My one thought is I hate playing Buffalo in December at Buffalo. And like that's for me, like I feel like the schedule was, I mean, we're going to get in, dive into it. So I don't have a ton of like, well, we can talk about each game individually, but like the one thing that it came out is I was like, oh, that Buffalo December game is that's such a horrible draw because we are going to be playing in a torrential snowstorm. You know it. You know, that's how that'll how it goes down. And, you know, the the schedule makers love that idea of putting America's team in a <laughs> in a blizzard. Man, I'll tell you what, as a guy from the Northeast, it's I don't care what anybody says. It's it's probably cool and looks good on TV, but there's nothing fun about 
running around in snow and being cold. And we've had this conversation on other shows, maybe even on this one. I hate the guys who don't wear sleeves because it's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to prove here. You know, We I mean? know like, you're cold. We know yeah. you're freezing your butt off on the field. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I, <laughs> I actually had a talk with my brother about that. So when he played, when he played in the NFL in 2017, his week, his last week of the year was in New York and it was, you know, freezing, freezing cold. And all of the off- offensive linemen on the team were like going sleeveless. And my brother's like, I'm wearing double thermals, long sleeves. I don't care about any of that. Like I'm wearing, and I'm like, see, like you don't look tough, but that's a smart move. So I'm glad my brother yeah. feels the same way that I do. Cause it's just ridiculous to be cold for, for sport. And I feel like it's especially like, it feels like offensive and defensive line. It's like a rule. Like you can't wear sleeves. I'm like, yeah, like defensive tackles and offensive linemen. If it's going to make you play better, but please, please, please wear sleeves. I don't yeah. have, want to have to worry about you being cold on top of having to play the game of football. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, that's the whole thing with with that weather. Like, I want to be comfortable and I'll play better when I'm more comfortable. If, if I'm freezing cold, it's not it's not going to bode well for my performance. And, you know, the macho stuff and look, at as soon as they get off the field, they're running to the coats, they're running to the heaters. So it's like I, I know it's mind over matter, but like I'd rather not have another layer added to this Goliath type game or, you know, this gladiator game that we're playing. And I'll also say I'm. I love watching the Cowboys live. Every chance I get, I will go to a Cowboys game at AT&T Stadium. I don't think I'd want to watch a Cowboys game if it was in the middle of a snowstorm. Like that just to me, I'll gladly sit at home and watch the broadcast at that point. It's not going to be as fun to me. Yeah, speaking of weather games, I'll I'll say it quickly before we get into our um our daily topic here, but um I went to the Cowboys Patriots game in 2019. It was the game where uh, Matthew Slater blocked the punt and there was very few points scored because it was torrential downpour raining. Me and my wife went in there with swimsuit, like, I mean, excuse me, um, winter gear, like, you know, snowsuit. It was pouring sideways rain. We had the, the, um, the heated, you know, mitts or whatever, like everything was hot and it was the most miserable sporting event I've ever been to. And I remember somebody online and it blew my mind. They're like, well, the, the Cowboys got to be tougher. This is typical New England weather. Like none of that was typical. I'm telling you right now, it was the most miserable sporting event I've ever been to. And I had second row seats behind the Cowboys bench. So not only was it the best seats I've <laughs> ever had in my entire life, it was like the worst experience I've ever had in my entire life. And and I, I would take a September game when it's 100 in Oxford, in, in Dallas or 75 anywhere else and, and just let it go from there because the, the weather, the elements, man, it's not for me. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if we talked about it last week or if it was like just off stage at some point. But the only time I've ever been to a cold game is the game at, at Chicago. And I mm. I will never go to a non-domed game again. Like AT&T <laughs> Stadium is my place. But nice 70 degree no matter what time of year it is. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's it, it may be a good rule of thumb because it's the weather is just not it's not something I really want to battle. So um, as we get move forward here into the segment, this is going to be an episode where Aiden and myself kind of go through the schedule, talk about each game briefly, maybe give a little prediction on how we think it's going to go. Just discuss the schedule as a whole. I know we had talked about it. We've had some time to digest it, but we want to sit here and be the first first podcast. You sit down, kind of give you a game-by-game breakdown of it. So if you're ready to go, Aiden, I'm going to dive into week one here. Let's do it. 
All right. Week one, Sunday, September 10th, uh, you know, a Sunday night football game against the New York Giants. If you know the Cowboys history, you know that this is something that we've seen pretty often over the last you know decade and a half. Um, we're getting back to the tradition here. So what are your initial thoughts about opening the season week one against a, a somewhat revamped New York Giants team? Yeah, I mean, it to me, this is one of the games that like I, we should have seen coming. Obviously, like you mentioned, it happens all the time. My thing is, I don't think this is as easy of a game as like the general consensus believes it to be. Like, yeah, the Giants are still like they're not one of the NFL's premier teams. It's better than playing the Bills opening weekend. But at the same time, this is another offseason where Dable's had time to train with train Daniel Jones. I mean, they have Saquon back. This is like this is a team. The Giants are a team that should be contending for the playoffs. And so, like, I don't love it as the opening game. I like I'd like to have a cupcake game, but this still I'm. This is definitely a winnable game. Yeah, I I feel pretty solid with that sentiment as well. Like I saw a lot of people talking about history and I, as Cowboys fans, it's kind of ironic when people bring up history because we tell people to like to stop bringing up ours all the time. Like it doesn't matter. We haven't won in 28 years. Who cares? That has nothing to do with <laughs> Dak Prescott. So when people say like, yeah, we own the Giants on week one, like we always beat them. I'm like, I don't care. This is a, a, a team with a better coaching staff, a team that is um, drafted well. I mean, I think a lot of us fear kind of some of the things they do and um, or at least have a healthy amount of respect for the talent they've acquired. Um, Darren Waller, Daniel Jones with Brian Dayball, like you said, like the Cowboys absolutely can win this game and I, and I foresee them doing so, but like to sit here and think that, you know, with three, four months to prepare a divisional opponent, Sunday night football on a fresh slate, like this is going to be a challenging game. And, you know, if you know the Cowboys, wouldn't this be Aiden? and maybe you feel differently, but wouldn't this be the type of game where like you feel really good about it going into it and then they lay an egg and you're like, Oh, same old Cowboys. Oh, one won the start the season against the giants on in national television. And then we spend the whole week trying to defend our honor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, haven't they lost the last two years? Like, it's been the Buccaneers, us losing the Buccaneers both times, yeah. right? Two yeah, years yeah. in a row, and both times, not not only losing, both times they look like, hit it. like, I get, okay, 2021, they surprised people by how good they looked, but then if you look back at that season, the Cowboys underperformed in that week one game. So, to me, they are not, they're not a week one team. Yeah, it's it's so true, and it's, it's frustrating because you... I mean, you look at some teams, look at some staffs. It's like, okay, they got, like like I said, you got a few months to figure this out. You feel pretty good about the game plan. Cowboys, they seem to kind of, you know, come flat in the in week one, which is it's disappointing. But, hey, um, you know, so as far as the Giants go, that's a familiar foe, a familiar opponent. Um, it's an interesting way to start the season because we go to week two with another New York team, and this time it is the New York Jets at home. First home game of the season will be Sunday, September 17th at the 325 Central Time kickoff. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, some of this new talent in uh, in uh, in New York here. Uh, Aiden, what's your initial thoughts about this uh, early season matchup by Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I'm always going to be terrified to play Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers, if it's Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of high school players against the Dallas Cowboys, I'll still be terrified of that team. And so, I, yeah, now Aaron Rodgers has a solid defense with the New York Jets. He has weapons with Garrett Wilson. I mean, to me, this is a game the Cowboys, like, if you were, if you, I don't, they'll probably be favored in this one. They're playing at home. I think they're, they're already the early favorites, but like, man, I, I'm going to be terrified of Aaron Rodgers. I will say they do get a little bit of slack given that it is early in the year. And so Aaron Rodgers will still be adjusting to that new team. But like to me, this is the first like one you circle on the calendar and say, okay, what are the Cowboys made of? Because the Jets are 
fringe Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I, I that's the that's a good point. You kind of stole like my whole initial point with it being early season. I feel pretty good about it, right? Like the Jets are. They're still going to try to figure it out. I think I think the Jets have that type of team written all over them where, like, the talent is going to be obvious. It's going to be evident. But maybe they start clicking midseason, right? They kind of scrap through the early part of the schedule. They find a way to get rolling. And then you're like, okay, the Jets, well, Aaron Rodgers is what we thought they were. So the Cowboys might get the benefit of playing them early season, like you said. Um, now Aaron Rodgers could absolutely beat us, and and the thought of going zero and two to start the season and and losing the two New York teams back to back will mm-hmm. definitely send some panic around this fan base. But um, I think like if you're looking at it, you're looking for positives in the schedule. Um, a primetime game in week two, early season. I mean, you could have it worse. It's a home game. Um, the crowd will be into it with it being the first home game. So not not a bad week two matchup, and uh, you could definitely see a theme here with uh the NFL trying to put the and have the Cowboys on uh, national television as much as they can. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that we see what they're playing two 12 o'clock games, right? Yeah, uh, all season. Whole, yep. Yeah, all season. Like the NFL wants the Cowboys in prime time. So, like, as Cowboys fans, if you don't want to miss the noon slate of games where there's eight games happening, this is good news. Yeah, I love that. I really do. And it's, um, it's it's a good point. Like, yeah, I love enjoying the one. Like, for me, I'm in the East Coast. I I love enjoying the one o'clock slate of games, and then being like, okay, I was able to enjoy that as a fan. Now let's get stressed out. You know what I mean? Now the four o'clock games of the games, I'm getting stressed out. But <laughs> at least I got to enjoy a full slate. So, um, you know, they go. I mean, interestingly, on the road, right? So I go on the road home on the road. There's a little bit of a pattern here. So their next game, week three, is Sunday, September 24th. This time it's at Arizona. You feel pretty good about this one, at least early on. I don't think anybody league-wide is afraid of Arizona, Kyla Murray, whatever his health situation is. So um, if you if you weren't too confident about the first two, which you should be with some reservations, I think everybody in the fan base is going to feel pretty strongly about this Arizona game in week three. Yeah, this is the exact opposite of the Bills game for me. Like when I saw the Bills game, I got scared. When I saw that well, we're playing the Arizona Cardinals in week three, this is a gift from the NFL because there is a very, very, very low probability, if not 0% chance that Kyler Murray's back for this one. I mean, all signs point to him having a midseason return. And so like the Cowboys are going to get to play the Cardinals with, I don't, I don't even, Trace McSorley. I don't know who their quarterback of quarterback is, nor am I going to even attempt to guess at this point. And so... Uh, to like this is this should be a game that the Cowboys win by 30 points yeah it shouldn't be close but you know and that's the that's the only part that scares me as soon as I say that statement it shouldn't be close that's when <laughs> the Cowboys Texans game yeah they they drop the ball or they you know they win a close one and then they make you sweat it out when they shouldn't have so um you feel good about it on paper right week three you like the matchup you feel good about it but um you know so through the schedule you got two NFC opponents you go one AFC opponent um, you know, pretty, pretty like back and forth schedule, nothing too crazy. And that kind of follows the same trend here where they went, they went away home, away home week four against New England, uh, the New England Patriots, another 325 slate as we speak that Sunday, October 1st. Um, this is an interesting game. I think the Cowboys are head and shoulders are a better football team than the Patriots. But when you got Bill Belichick and, you know, let's see what Bill O'Brien can do for that offense. This may be one of those tougher battles than we probably think right now here in uh, May. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that, like, in 2021, when the Cowboys played the Patriots, we all said the Dallas Cowboys are a much better team than the Mac Jones-led Patriots, 
And that game required the Cowboys to win in overtime. Like they made us sweat it out. And yeah, it was cool to beat the Patriots and get over that Bill Belichick hump in overtime. But like, we shouldn't like, this should be a game that once again, that the Cowboys win handily. And I think this is a game where we're going to know, okay, what's, what's this team made of? Are they the type of team to put mediocre teams away and win by double digits? Or are they the same old Cowboys from like 2021 that they're going to let the a mediocre team hang in there just because it's oh bill belichick the big scary bill belichick who isn't scary anymore i i, I agree you know it's it's a, it's a game they should win right it's a game but it's a game where bill might you remember how we felt about the vic fangio with uh the broncos like bill may have something that's like okay let me figure out mike mccarthy's offense and then we're sitting there saying okay we have a little bit more weaknesses and the league's kind of figured us out a little bit i anticipate some little struggle but i do think we're going to win and that'll kind of as we get to the quarter poll here or four games in uh, what do you think the schedule is going to be here with four games in here with two afc opponents two nfc opponents two home games two road games aiden what do you think we are after four games three and oh i mean three and one four and oh what do you think yeah i mean I mean, not to spoil it, the, the back of the season gets a lot harder. So, like, if the Cowboys are going to stack up some wins and, like, the, the next two weeks after this get a, a lot harder, I'm going to say three and one. I think they actually drop a surprising – they drop the opener of the Giants. Okay. And, like, that's not unreasonable, right? I think I'm in the three to one, four and oh range. But if they come out there and kind of put away their week one, like, doldrums and, they, and they're, like, on point, I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't be four and oh headed into week five, which is a big matchup and, and mm-hmm. a monkey that we're going to have to get off our back here. So, um, you know, I, I do think that they'll be four and oh. And again, that's me being optimistic. I can be that way in May. We'll see how it plays out. But week five is when it gets. Really tough. Two back-to-back games, but it first starts off at San Francisco on Sunday night football. Uh, this is it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is for the 49ers. The the Cowboys just can't seem to get over that hump here, Aiden. How do you feel about the week five matchup? I mean, once it's at Santa Clara, I don't I don't like playing the Niners. We've seen it. The, the Niners at, take a Cowboys team that was once hopeful and promising and oh this might be the cowboys time to get to the nfc championship and the 49ers just make their offense look it completely inept and so like to me this is yeah if if this year's if this season's going to be different like if the cowboys start off four no i don't think anybody's really going to be raising like that super bowl like oh this is our time like it's not a like you mentioned it's not a super hard opening but if the cowboys can get over the 49ers and granted they've likely won't have Brock Purdy. We don't really know the status, but like if the Cowboys can get over the 49ers here, this is their first chance to make a statement win. And you know what? That's what scares me the most, right? Because you're right. It would be a statement win early in the season, but this is the type of game that they would go out and win and then like act like all the demons are exercised, right? Like, like, okay, you lost this team twice in the playoffs when it mattered most. You couldn't get the job done. They'll go and beat them in a week five game and act like everything is forgotten, right? And that's the part that scares me. So, um, yes, this is going to be a challenging game. I, I don't know. I mean... They have enough talent where we've seen it not matter, right? Whether it's, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever the quarterback is, it it, it just didn't matter when the Cowboys played him. So I'm interested to see how this works out. But week five will definitely be a test, and we know that for sure. Um, you know, as we kind of look to week six, 
Stay on the West Coast. Another tough matchup. Another primetime game. This time it's against the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. So you get a little bit longer week, right? So if you're worried about the short week on a Monday night, you can like the fact that this will give you an extra day to prepare for Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore. Um, what is your initial yep. thoughts? Do you think that Kellen Moore is going to have a plan of attack to kind of attack our, his old uh, his old defense here? I mean, it's probably way too premature to be making predictions like this, but this reeks of a game that all week is going to be billed as like McCarthy's offense versus Kellen Moore's offense. And like, who's the better offensive coordinator? Like, it's just going to be an offensive showdown. And then the final score is like 20 to 17, like it was two years ago. Like, <laughs> it, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what to think of the Chargers right now. Obviously, they've looked pretty good the last two years. Obviously, they have their issues, but that's kind of been on the, it's 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 they just haven't been able to put it all together with Justin Herbert. So, I mean, maybe Kellen Moore is the guy to do that. And maybe that getting Joe Lombardi out of there is the issue. I just don't know what I how to think of the 2023 Chargers yet. Yeah, I think I think they'll be talented. I think they'll be good. I think we know Kellen Moore is capable of having a top five to top 10 offense. So I expect yep. them to be you know productive offensively. I expect them to be a handful for the Cowboys now. Um it will be an age-old question of who's better, right? Two two staffs that know each other. Dan Quinn knows what Kellen Moore's looking to do. Kellen Moore knows what Dan Quinn's looking to do. So who can come out there and execute better? It'll be fun. It'll be a ratings type of thing. You know, they're going to show Kellen Moore a thousand times on the sideline with his play sheet. <laughs> and it'll be fun television. It'll be an interesting matchup. Because like I said, I mean, the Chargers... They can beat you. They have enough talent. They have the quarterback. So um, this is kind of where the schedule, like there'll be a real interesting point here because we're what, six games through, you know, through the season, we're in the middle of to late October and we get our bye week in week seven. So I'm interested to see how you feel about this. Now, I think the schedule does us a little favor and here's why you go San Francisco, a road game, the chargers, a road game. Those are two grueling, right? You're going across country, Two very tough opponents, but then they give you that bye week to reset. So, right, so you play a Monday night game. You think you're going to lose that day of preparation, but you get the bye week, and then you turn around and have a home game against the Rams. So I don't know if the scheduler, you know, schedulers understand they got them against three West Coast teams. I don't think it matters. It's just a, a, a quirky thing there. So two-part question. How do you feel about the somewhat early season bye week, and how do you feel about the fact that, like, it's coming off the heels of probably your two toughest early season matchups? Yeah, no, I was going to completely mirror that sentiment in that if you had told me before the schedule came out that the Cowboys had a week seven bye, I'd be a little bit scared of that just because that means you then have to go and play, what, 10 consecutive games? No, sorry, 11 consecutive games. And so, like, that's a scary proposition. But then you tell me that, no, but the bye is actually going to come after the Cowboys play the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Chargers in consecutive weeks. I'd say, okay, thank you, NFL. Like, we'll probably gonna, we're probably going to need a buy after that. And I will say, like, there's two difficult stretches in the Cowboys' schedule. The first is the one we just talked about. They get a buy, and the second difficult stretch comes at the very end of the year, where the Cowboys have a nice run of easy opponents leading up to that. So I think we've kind of sandwiched in like the hard parts of the schedule. The Cowboys are going to have time to prepare and have time to decompress after those games. Yeah, and it's it's funny to see how the schedule makers kind of feel about teams, right? Because we had talked about them only having two noon kickoffs and that's right after the bye. So they go Monday night by week, 
noon kickoff at home against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Los Angeles Rams in the last few years would never dictate like a noon kickoff, right? The Cowboys Rams would always be a 425 or a Sunday night game. Now, do you feel so pessimistic about this Rams team that the Cowboys should walk in? Because the schedule makers, they, if they're putting the Cowboys at noon, they think it's going to be a stinker. Do you share that sentiment? Nah, I'm, I don't think this one's going to be a complete stinker. Like to me, I think I have the Rams on like a slightly lower tier than the Patriots this year. Like to me, like you still have Stafford, you still have Cooper Cup. Like those are still the the two guys that won you a Super Bowl two years ago. Your defense has been decimated a little bit, mostly because of the salary cap. You haven't been able to draft to replenish those assets. So like to me, the Rams are just going to be okay. Maybe like a step below the Patriots. To me, this is a game that I could see if the Cowboys fall flat, they lose. I'm not going to predict that, but like this is a losable game to me. Yeah, and it, I think that's the part of um, the bye week that scares you, right? Because either you come yeah. in refreshed and ready to go, or you kind of you kind of come in dragging. You know, you're behind a little bit there. And I know if you listen to if you're a big blog on the blog and the boys fan for any of our listeners, uh, RJ had Trayvon Diggs on last season, and he actually asked him about how he feels personally about the bye week. And Trayvon had a little interesting take on it. He was like, "Listen, I just want to play." I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it seemed like he didn't really care about the bye. He didn't want it to ruin the groove. He kind of liked staying in there. So. You you know, that's one player, but you wonder how if the team kind of feels that way. So the bye weeks doldrums kind of can creep up on you. And I hope that doesn't ha happen here in Los Angeles because it'd be tough to lose this game and then go to the next one where you got to walk into Philly and play against the Philadelphia Eagles. That game is a 325 kickoff. You know, it's going to be the Fox game of the week or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's uh, that'll be a tough matchup. And, you know, as we get into November, this is only our second NFC East opponent where it looks like there's going to be a full slate of them in the second half. So how do you feel about this first matchup against the Eagles? Did we get lucky? Because it could get nasty weather-wise in Philadelphia. So early November is not that bad of a deal. It could have been in December. Yeah, I mean, to me, yeah, I don't like playing in Philadelphia in December, which is what it seems like the past 10 years the Cowboys are always playing in Philadelphia in December. But I I'm, I am going to say this game's going to be huge for the playoff implication, like, no, duh, it's the Cowboys versus Eagles. But I think there's a very solid chance the Eagles have a sizable lead on the division heading into this because I'm just going to rattle off the Eagles' opponents going into this game. Patriots, Vikings, Buccaneers, Commanders, Rams, Jets, Dolphins, Commanders. Like, to me, it's like, I don't know, maybe the Dolphins put up a fight. Maybe Aaron Rodgers and the Jets put up a fight. But, like, there is a very real possibility that the Eagles will have ran the table heading into this Cowboys matchup. And they're at like a one, two, three game, like behind on the division. So if the Cowboys want to, like, if they want to take the division, this could be a very early make or break division deciding game. So looking at this, right. Cause I, I said that they could be three and one, four and oh, and you said that they could possibly be three and one as we get to this point, where do you have the Cowboys five and two, six and one, like when this Eagles matchup comes up, they could be undefeated or have one loss. And we could be in that one to two loss range ourselves setting up for a really early season or mid season, pivotal NFC East divisional matchup here. Yeah. I think if you ask me on a optimistic day, I'd say five and two. If you ask me on a pessimistic day, I'd say four and three. I sorry, five and three, five and three and four. How many games? Will no, it it'd be it. So this is the third, four, five, six, seven. This is the seven games in. So they'd be coming in either five and two or four and three in your estimation. Yeah. I mean, like I said, chargers, 49ers, even like the Rams are a game they could drop. 
I already predicted them to fall flat in the opener. Like they, there's a very real possibility it could be like four and three. Is is that their floor though? Like, would if it's if it's yeah. anything lower than four and three, we're having real serious concerns here. Oh yeah, no, four and three is the floor. It's just a possibility. Yeah, if you go into if you go into this Philadelphia Eagles matchup four and three and drop it and go to four and four and they get have another game. It's probably too early to call the division, but you don't feel really good about it. Like if they're, let's say the Eagles have one loss or they're undefeated and they beat you, like that's a three, four game lead with eight games left. Like that's a lot of ground to make up with half the season to go. Yeah. And like the, at this point, the Rams or the Eagles won't have had their buy. Like their buy comes later in the season. So like if you're talking about if the Cowboys drop this game to the Eagles, they're possibly like on it, like we said on a bad day, four games behind. Plus, the Eagles get a week sandwiched in to rest and they get to replenish before rattling off the back half of the schedule. Like, that's what I'm saying. This game could be like, this could be an early. Is the division just over at this point? Like, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's a fair point. And we're getting deep into it here. The next week after that, it's another divisional opponent. This time we wrap up the New York Giants slate. Went from week one all the way down here to the middle of November. So it'd be a home game against the Giants at 325. Um, Seeing them the second time, you feel like there's a real chance the Cowboys lose the first one on opening night uh, in New York. Do you see them kind of getting their get back and winning one at home here in the second matchup? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I mean, everything I said about the Giants still stands. Like, it's still Brian Dable getting another year with Daniel Jones. They were a playoff team last year. They haven't done a ton to address that wide receiver position, but they've done a little. Still have to say, like, to me, the Giants are just like their team that we shouldn't take for granted is like an automatic win anymore. But I no, I don't think the Cowboys will drop both. But like if we win the opener, then I'm going to be like, OK, well, like maybe they drop it to the Giants at home. We just don't like I think they might drop one, but I they're not dropping both. Yeah, the, the the Giants are a good enough team that you could split, right? Like, I think yeah. a split is entirely possible here. Um, the Cowboys, we, I think we just get so accustomed to beating the Giants over the last few years that people don't even, like, register in their mind. Like, okay, the Giants can win. Like, they, if they come out with a game plan and we have some of our fumbling around and, and you know, be playing mistake football and all that stuff, it's it's entirely possible this Cowboys team could lose to the Giants. And uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to happen here at this home game. It's just an interesting matchup where – I mean, people seem to forget, and, you know, I'm sure I'm not telling anything that anybody doesn't know here, but the final four 
you know, teams that represent the NFC, three of them are NFC East opponents. So anytime that there's a division matchup, including the commanders, because what we saw what they did when we went out there and played uninspired football, <laughs> the Cowboys could lose to anybody in our division. And if you don't take it seriously, you could really end up in a bad spot here in, in our own division. Yeah. And I mean, we can. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So. I, I completely agree. I skipped over the I was lucky I didn't realize our next game wasn't in division, but yeah, I mean Giants are definitely a team you have to take seriously this year. For sure. And the next game after that, right? You want to win the New York Giants game at home. We got another road game. This is our second and final noon kickoff. And it's because against it's at the at Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, the rookie quarterback, is he, you know, what's the deal with that, right? Is he is he exceeding? Is he kind of going through the slump here? Is this a quarterback that's gonna, you know, break onto the scene because he beats the Cowboys. How do you feel about this Carolina Panthers game? Or do you think that it should be more of like a cakewalk? Cause that's kind of how I feel. I mean, it's early. It's way too early to talk about a late November game and say it's a cakewalk, but that's how I feel about it right now. I mean, I'll give one pro and one con to this game. One pro like, sorry, I'll start with the con. Let's, let's start with the negative is the fact that although the Carolina Panthers had the number one overall pick this year, they like, it's not because they played that. Like they did trade into the first overall picks. So, like, they were at nine before, like they're they were a somewhat competent team. Sam Darnold actually made the offense look like I don't want to say decent, but once again competent at times. So like Bryce Young's not walking into the worst situation in the world. But the the pro for this game is the fact that even if Bryce Young is a superstar from day one, like the best quarterback rookie season we've seen on like a statistical level is like Justin Herbert's campaign. And he, like that wasn't enough to carry the Chargers. Like Dak Prescott was an anomaly because he was able to just rely on the ground game. Like yeah, he was efficient, but like rookie quarterbacks generally don't come in, and they're somebody that you have to be scared of. Like the Dak Prescotts, Ben Roethlisberger's, those are the anomalies. Yeah, I totally agree. And this is one of those games where if if you're going to be taken seriously, you have to get the job done right. Like yeah. the Cowboys, we've seen them drop games like this before. But if if this is year three or you know year four of this system where Two back-to-back 12 and 5 seasons, a team that is, you know, wants to be in the upper echelon of the league, wants to be consistently looked at as like a contender. A team like the Cowboys can't drop this game. So no. um, I don't anticipate they will, but there is a quick turnaround. You wonder if they're looking forward to or ahead to Thanksgiving, which will be uh the next matchup here against the Washington Commanders. It'll be the 330 kickoff, like usual, on CBS. Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Um, we've seen we've seen the commanders, you know, under Robert Griffin and all those teams in the past. <laughs> Antonio Holmes beat us on Thanksgiving. Um, oh, how do you feel man. about this? Like, I, I don't love it. I mean, you know, my you know, I talked about my brother at the beginning of the show. But one of the coolest moments I ever had was when my brother was on the commanders and they played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I wasn't there. I wasn't at the game. But, you know, I got to watch it. And this time my brother was a part of it. So that was fun. But um, how do you feel about this uh, Thanksgiving Day matchup? I mean, when you look at it, it's like, sweet. The Cowboys have an easy Thanksgiving matchup. This should be a game that they win handily. I mean, it's the Commanders. But then again, it's also Thanksgiving. And like, I guess the the Commanders are somewhat of a wild card this year. We don't really know what Sam Howell is. Like, yeah, he beat the Cowboys in his only start last year. But was that just because the Cowboys were playing completely uninspired? Like, is Sam Howell an actual NFL quarterback? So, I mean, off the surface, it's like, yeah, this should be a cakewalk. But if Sam Howell looks like a superstar the, paired with the fact that it's like Thanksgiving day and Cowboys always fall flat on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I guess there's a small window that they drop this. 
Well, that's the thing to me. And this is a, a case study that like I have no factual proof to say, but looking at the human brain and kind of how it works, in my opinion, um, the Cowboys play Thanksgiving every year. And as much as they make it a big deal, I think a lot of these veterans are probably like another Thanksgiving day game. is probably not a big deal to them, but their opponent gets a chance to be on yep. national stage. They get a chance to play the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They probably get to do it maybe once or twice in their whole career. So then now you see guys playing inspired football when the Cowboys come out flat. So I don't know if there's any proof to back that up, but like, doesn't always feel like you get the opponent's best matchup when it's Thanksgiving and they want to take the Turkey leg and they want to, they want to put on a show because they saw what Randy Moss did on Thanksgiving back in the day. They see, you know, Robert Griffin did on Thanksgiving, Sean Jackson. So, um, <laughs> It's uh, it's it's a, not a good feeling to like, because you never no game is ever given. When you're the Cowboys, when you're a Cowboys fan, like you don't relax until it, you know triple zeros on the on the clock. But especially Thanksgiving, when you know a whole meal can be ruined. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys should in part be like jo- Josh Allen should give a portion of his contract to the Cowboys every time he signs a new one because like they made Josh Allen look like a superstar on Thanksgiving in a season where it's like okay. Josh Allen, he's he looks like a bad rookie quarterback. The Cowboys should take this easy, and then he just he shreds the Cowboys. Yeah, that that was a yeah. tough one there. And um, you know, as they pivot off of the Washington game, it'll be a Thursday game. They kind of the new customary way of doing things. If you play Thursday, they they kind of help you out schedule wise. In this in this instance, the Cowboys play Thanksgiving, and they kind of get a break with schedule to have an actual normal. And I say that with air quotes, normal week. They turn around and play a home game against Seattle on Thursday night be Amazon prime game of the week, Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks, back-to-back home games. What's your initial thoughts on that Seattle game after the Thanksgiving game? I mean, just to preface the next five games are an absolute gauntlet for the Cowboys. Like they, if they want to, if the Cowboys want to win the NFC East in 2023, they're going to have to be close. If not leading the division by the time that Seattle walks into AT&T stadium, because I mean, we're going to go over the rest of the games, but like this kicks off a brutal into the season. And so like, I know Seattle's not the most scary, like the scariest opponent that they're going to face. I have the utmost faith that they can beat Gino, but at the same time, Gino, DK, Lockett, Smith and Jig, but like, this is going to be a good offense and they're probably going to be in the playoff race. So this is going to be a team that like, yeah, the Cowboys could easily drop this game and it's going to kick off a brutal schedule if they do. Yeah, absolutely right. There's no way to look forward. You just can't look forward. But you yeah. look but if you look forward, it's Seattle and then it's Philadelphia, right? So you it's a home game against Philadelphia. It'll be a Sunday night kickoff. So before I kind of get into that, you're right. Geno Smith, you saw that they were in the playoffs. Geno Smith gets the contract. So the the, the Seahawks on their own merit are a team that you would you kind of have to worry about, right? Like this is a team that is a playoff team. It's somebody that can beat you. You're you're in you're in the heat of it now, right? There is no more bye week. The bye week is one, two, three, four, five, six weeks behind you. You're probably banged up. More than likely, everyone's a little banged up, and you kind of you're kind of fighting through it and trying to get to it. And then you look and you're like, oh man, Seattle. And then the schedule will get to the rest of it. It, it gets ruthless because, like I just mentioned, yeah. home game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night football, another big matchup, another big spot. Um, you know, if you didn't like them in Philadelphia, do you feel better about <laughs> the Eagles at home? Like, is that change your mind at all, Aiden? I mean, yeah, like this is again. I don't know how good the Eagles are going to be next season. Maybe they have a little bit of a Super Bowl slump. They certainly had. They're certainly rebuilt their defense over this offseason. Like it looks to be, if not 
like the same, maybe even better than last season on defense. Um, so like, there's not a whole lot I have to say about the Eagles. We all know it's going to be a difficult game. My question for you is give me an early prediction of what this game means. Is it the Cowboys trying to maintain a lead? Is it the Cowboys trying to play catch up or is it if the Cowboys don't win this game, the division's over or is the division already over by this point? I think it's two of those. I think if the Cowboys lose, it kind of puts a bow on the division for the Eagles. And I think if the Cowboys win, it puts them within like one or maybe, you know, something of that nature where they're like a game in or a tie. It will have a lot of meaning. There's no doubt in my mind that the Cowboys will be so far behind that it won't have meaning. But a loss could be detrimental to the division. Right. And that's kind of. That's where we're at. And it gets tough there. And you, and then you, like you said, it's a gauntlet. It gets kind of crazy after that as well. Um, so this game is a game the Cowboys probably can't afford to lose, especially what's down the pipeline. So, yeah, I do think that there's a couple implications. And um, if we know anything about the Cowboys, it probably will rest a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of weight will be on the shoulders of that football game. Yeah, I mean, I completely share that sentiment. I think, like, based off the way it's a week, what? That's week 14, you said? Week, yeah, so yeah, it's four, 15, yeah. 16, yep, exactly. Week, week 14, 14, but based off of like the Eagles also have a hard schedule. The Cowboys are going to be facing hard schedule after this. To me, it's yeah, exactly like you said. You win and you're probably in contention for the last four weeks of the year. You lose, and I think the division might just beat the Eagles at that point, especially. And this is especially true if you just lost in Philly four weeks, five weeks earlier. Yeah, totally agree. And you know, as they turn the page to the next week, which will be week 15. Two back-to-back AFC East divisional opponents with two very different climates involved in this one. But the first one is going to be a very cold matchup against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. That'll be another 325 kickoff, presumably the game of the week on Fox with Troy Aikman. Or excuse me, it's not even Troy Aikman anymore. Greg Olson and Joe, Um, you know, and I forgot the other guy, Kevin, I think his name is. but Kevin Burkhart, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson will be the, the head honchos on that one. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, the dig matchup. That's going to be super fun. It's going to be an awesome matchup because these are two, you know, high level football teams going at it in a late season matchup. So the intrigue, it doesn't have to be built up. You know, this is going to be a big football game, but how do you think the Cowboys fare? Do you think it's something that like, you know, they're in that ballpark or do you think that the Bills may be a class above them? Because I don't know if I feel like that way, but for some reason, people just put Josh Allen just head and shoulders above Dak Prescott, even though the numbers don't really favor that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting Josh Allen heads in like X. He's not exponentially better than Dak to me, but like, yeah, Josh Allen's good. I will say. Josh Allen to me is like, he's better than Dak Prescott. What I will say is that like, if you're looking at this, like the Buffalo Bills specifically, that's another team that just like the Cowboys has struggled in the postseason. I know they had that horrible loss to the chiefs, like, but compared to what Josh Allen's produced in the regular season, they've disappointed it in the postseason, And a lot of that has been met with the fact that the bills tend to fall off towards the end of the year. Like we saw it last year where the bills looked like, they were probably close to negative odds to win the Super Bowl. That's an exaggeration, but they were looked so hot last year. And then over the back half of the year, you saw Josh Allen start to falter. So, I mean, if you're looking at like maybe the same thing happens, I don't, I'm not projecting it, but like just like the Cowboys, the Bills have had a tendency to over the back half of the year fall off the tab. Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty fair because Josh Allen, 
at times looks like he's one of, if not the best quarterback in football, like the arm talent, the running ability, like he's able to do things that, you know, very few, very few quarterbacks can do in the history of this league. And then there's times where he, he looks like he, he's, he's turnover prone. He's making clumsy mistakes. So yes, all the respect in the world for Josh Allen, but he is a beatable guy. You know, this Buffalo Bills team can be had. Now I'm not saying they do well. It's probably going to be one of the three hardest games on the schedule, but you know, if you're coming into this game, the one thing I'm probably most worried about is the weather, right? What are the Cowboys going to do if it's a foot of snow, if it's it's below, you know, freezing? Liz. Yeah, it's just it's it's just if it's so cold and it's such a problem, it's um that's what I'd be concerned with, especially with the late season. So they've gotten lucky with some of the schedules as far as weather weather goes in the last couple of years. I don't know if this will be one that they'll get lucky, but. If you know if you're frozen and you're frostbitten from that game, you turn around next week a tough opponent, but it's in Miami against the Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa, you know you got a good team. You know Mike McDaniel's. I have a huge amount of respect for Mike McDaniel's, the head coach of the Dolphins. Um, and this game is another three twenty five kick. Looks like Fox has had their pick of the litter of when it comes to the Cowboys games, and you you anticipate that they're gonna they're gonna be on TV nationally a lot. You know, and you know side note. Um, the new direct TV Sunday ticket is going to YouTube TV. I'm going to buy it because I'm out of market and I want to watch all these games, but there's a real possibility that like, if I didn't, I would probably only miss one or two games because the Cowboys <laughs> are on TV every week, but, uh, the dolphins in Miami, this one is on Christmas Eve. So that'll be fun. It's a sad, it's a, excuse me, it's a Sunday. Be fun to watch. What do you think about it? Uh, see these next two games, like, I think if the division's still in doubt, these like these next two games are just like it's put up or shut up time because these are two opponents like not like Detroit's next. So like Miami and Detroit, two teams that as it stands now, the Cowboys can absolutely beat, but that's also two teams that the Cowboys can absolutely lose to. I mean, so if if we're talking about we enter into week 16 and the Cowboys are neck and neck with the Eagles, maybe a little bit behind, maybe a little bit ahead. I mean, it's put up or shut up time for Mike McCarthy at this point, because like two, you're three, a stretch of three games that the Cowboys can absolutely win, but yeah, they could easily drop to Miami. They could easily drop to Detroit. Yeah, it's totally true. I mean, this Miami Dolphins team, um, interesting squad, right? I mean, this is a team littered littered with Tyreek Hill, um, they got guys that can make plays. It's um, the defense is tough. Um, and it, they look night and day different when Tua wasn't out there, right? When he dealt with his injuries, they weren't as, you know, as feared. Um, when Tua was out there, he was making plays. At one point, I think it, he was like 8-0 and on the season when he played. So, uh, you know, last year. But the, the Dolphins are a quality football team. It's the end of the season. They probably get a lot to play for there. I mean, the two toughest divisions of football, maybe the AFC East and the NFC East, just based on like just looking at it there. Um, so they're probably in a dogfight themselves. Game's going to have a lot of implications for both teams involved. So you're not going to sit here in a chance that this game isn't going to mean something big. So it'll be fun. It'll be appointment TV. It'll be Christmas Eve. And, you know, if we feel good about the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving, let's hopefully <laughs> let's hopefully we <laughs> think we can play feel good on Christmas Eve here because uh, Christmas is my favorite holiday and I hate to see you get spoiled there. So um, you had mentioned it and we're going to talk about it here. The second of last week, 17 week, 17 home game against the Detroit Lions. This one is going to be a Saturday kickoff on ESPN. So they're going to have like the Monday night football crew on it, but it's going to be a Saturday kickoff. So short week from Miami to Detroit, 
We know Detroit is a tough and gritty football team under Dan Campbell. Um, I heard you giving them a little, you know, a little praise. Say it's going to be tough. Yep. Is you know, can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah, I mean, right now, I at least as of the last time I checked, the Lions are the favorites to win that NFC North. I mean, it's kind of it seems like it's flip flopping back between the Lions and the Vikings, but the Lions project to be a very good team this year. Obviously, they found success on offense over the back half of the last year. They actually turned into a fun team to watch, and so the only question is like, if the if the defense doesn't improve from 2022, and like this was a very bad, the Lions had a very bad defense in 2022. But like, if they are able to improve that defense a little bit, that's this is going to be a very difficult matchup, especially led by Dan Campbell, who's a coach that, I mean, I respect. I don't know how great of a coach he is, but I still respect Dan Campbell, and he scares me. But I mean, to me, this is very similar to the Miami game, one that like. As I look at it now, 50-50, if not, I slightly favor the Cowboys in this one, but still going to be close. Yeah, it's. I do think the Cowboys favor it. I do think they're a better football team, but this is, you know, a Dan Campbell fought team that you feel like you got respect for them, right? Because they got some talent. Yeah. They do the right things. They do it the right way. They're building something there that I think a lot of teams and a lot of people respect. I mean, look at the league. You know, they're going to open up the season the first game of the year against the Kansas City Chiefs. So it tells you what the, the decision makers feel about the Detroit Lions in that situation. So um, the Detroit Lions are going to be a good football team. This is going to be a tough game. And it's just a part of that gauntlet, like you said, for the people that were, you know, kind of put it all together you're talking about how tough this battle is i mean the cowboys are looking from the uh the end of november into end of december with a matchup of seattle philadelphia buffalo miami and detroit so i mean the eagles have a tough schedule and we had you had alluded to that if anybody wants to go check out their schedule they have a ginormous tough schedule whether it's six or seven games or it's going to be a tough stretch for them but this would yep. rival anybody as far as that tough schedule there so um you know, that that is going to be a make or break type situation for the Cowboys. And then it kind of pivots, pivots us to the week 18 matchup where because of the schedule making, we don't know if it's Saturday. We don't know if it's Sunday. We don't know what time the game is going to be at. But the only thing we do know that it will be at Washington against the Commanders. It's interesting. Over the last few years, the Cowboys have had this game mean nothing. And we've had this game mean everything. Right. And you get into week 18. What do you think this game means for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I was actually going to ask you the same question because as far as the analysis of the game goes, it's the exact same as our Thanksgiving game. Like, this should be a game the Cowboys easily win. I'm going to say that this game... I don't like playing the card if it's going to be the same thing as last year, but I do think this game's meaningless, and I think it's meaningless because the Eagles have already wrapped up the division at this point. And you know what? I'm just going to say, man, I hate playing this card if it's the exact same as last year, but I also want to say that the Cowboys will have wrapped up whatever wild card seed that they yeah. sit in. It's it's just tough to envision the season going differently. I I I don't know. Do you have faith that the Cowboys are going to be contending with the Eagles by week 18? Yeah. I, I you know, let, let me ask you this question first and then we'll kind of feel. Do you have a a record prediction in mind? You give yours if you do. I'll give mine and now kind of tell us both where we think we are in this last week 18 matchup. Like, where do you think the Cowboys are? What do they finish record wise to you? I'm going to say 10 and no, I'm going to say 11 and six. Yeah. I'm 11 and six. I think yeah. that the schedule, I think they're a better roster. I think that this schedule is a little harder. Last year, I said the same thing. They were 12. I had them going 12 and five last year. 
and I had them going, you know, 12 and five the year prior. So I kind of nailed both of those seasons. But the, my logic was that the, the Cowboys were a couple games worse last year on talent, but the schedule is a couple games easier. So I saw them going 12 and five this year. I think the talent is, uh, you know, maybe a game or two better, but the schedule is probably two or three games harder. So in my mind, that's kind of how I wreck, you know, rack my brain around it. I could see the Cowboys going 11 and six being the top wild card seed, but I don't think it's by a lot. I think the Eagles may be 12 and five, you know, 11 and six, I could see them being 12, five, 11 and six and maybe having a tiebreaker situation. So I don't think the Eagles are going to go out and run away with it. I do think that the giants will probably be a playoff team. They'll probably be nine and eight, 10 and seven. Um, and it'll just be another tough NFC East matchup here, but I do think uh, the Cowboys can expect another double digit uh, season total here. Yeah. I mean, two things working for the Cowboys. Number one, the Super Bowl hangover. Number two, the fact that Nobody's repeated as a division winner in the NFC East for what, like seventy-eight years now. Yeah, that's least. true. If, if you if so, you're gonna if you're gonna put any hope on anything, it's the fact that somebody wins it different every year for a very yeah. long time. So and maybe that bodes well for the Cowboys. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not ruling it. Like the Cowboys are, when you look at Vegas odds, like yeah, the Eagles are clearly favorites, but it's not like the Cowboys are too far behind. Like they project to be a very good team this year. They project to be in the NFC playoff race. So I'm not. I'm not ruling out the Cowboys as the an NFC East contender before we even get preseason kicked off. Oh, without I'm just, a doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's it, 100%. Like, I'm just being real, maybe trying to hedge my bet a little bit so I can be a little more realistic because the fan of me saying, like, let's go. Like, we could do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not deathly afraid of the Eagles. The Eagles can be beaten. The Eagles will be beaten. And the Cowboys could very well win this division and be the class of the NFC. I have absolutely no doubts about that. I just, before I buy into that, I need to see it on a week-to-week consistent basis. Teams that get my respect and, and get the league's respect – don't drop games to like the commanders or don't like, you know, pee down their leg against the Jaguars. Like those type of teams, like, yes, it happens every once in a while, but you need to be taking care of the business that you need to take care of in order for me to put you in that, like, Hey, you deserve this talk. You're going to get this talk and there's no question about it. So show me, don't tell me. Yeah. And that's something that the Cowboys have struggled with. I mean, we saw it over what it was like a four five game, six game stretch last year where it's like, Okay, where where did the offense go? And then we saw it in twenty twenty. Or sorry, where did the defense go? It was the back half of last year. It's like we are is our defense just gone? And then in the back half of twenty twenty one, it's why is our why can't our offense break twenty points? So like, yeah, if the Cowboys, if this is going to be a different year, they're going to have to play a full eighteen games of football. That doesn't mean win every or full seventeen games of football. That doesn't mean that they have to win every single one. But they have to get the business. They have to get. They have to get the wins in the games that they should handily win, and like they need to do it convincingly and at least contend against the other good teams on the schedule. I totally agree. So you know, I totally. I mean, I don't even want to add more to it because you said it perfectly. We got to see it. You know, like I like yep. to reiterate. Don't don't tell me. Show me. So, um, you know, unless you get any final thoughts, that's our full wrap up. But my official prediction as we sit here in May, nothing changed. 11 and six. Sounds like you said the same thing. 11 and six. Yeah. Um, playoff team. Me, Go ahead. Real quick question. Yeah, I have them as a playoff team. Quick question for you. What game are you most excited for? Man, let me look at it. Let me pull this back up. The game well, that you're I'm, looking. Yeah, let me see. The game I'm most excited for, honestly. It probably I hope you don't take mine. No, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to look here. I think 
maybe I guess that maybe that first Philadelphia game in, in in Philadelphia. I would more than anything, I would love to step into Philly and just punch him in the mouth. So I'm excited yeah. about the opportunity, and I think that's why I'm leading that way. Man, I think I'm most I'm looking forward most of that Detroit game. I think there's a possibility <laughs> of it just being like a 28-30 win some way. I'm just looking forward to that. Also, shout out to the Kellen Moore versus Mike McCarthy showdown. I don't know yeah. what they're going to bill it as, but that's also <laughs> one I'm circling. That'll be fun. Yeah, there's a lot of good things. You know, the Cowboys will be on national television. You know, there'll be a lot of people talking about them. So um, before we wrap up, anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything you didn't get a chance to talk about? No, I'm ready for the hype train to start rolling. Yeah, I'm ready. And and as, you know, the next time we talk, it will be, you know, we'll be, um, man, the next time we talk, there'll be OTAs, there'll be some mini camps going on. So we'll be able to kind of talk about uh, some actual organized team activities. So, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the schedule. And I really hope that anybody who's listening to this, you know, tweet at us, both of us um, here, um, and, and tell us what you think your roster, I mean, your uh your schedule prediction, your record prediction is, uh, we'd love to hear that from you guys. And uh, again, never, please, if you don't mind, write, leave a review, all that. It really helps us, goes a long way. So from Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, Blog of the Boys, SB Nation, another episode of the First and Ten Podcast. I hope everybody has a great day. And again, let me be the last to say, happy Mother's Day. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. Peace.